Have you ever wondered what makes Eagle Theater possible? It's you. In a world of Netflix, Amazon Prime, and YouTube, it's your loyalty to Eagle Theater that makes first-run movies here a thing. And we want to say thank you with the annual popcorn bucket. Buy the annual bucket and you're set to say. When you buy the bucket, we'll fill it for free. And each time you come back for another visit, we'll fill it for just $3.50. Buy the bucket, support the Eagle Theater, and say... Prepare to be terrified. Lawford County Productions presents the unlisted owner director's cut. Featuring nine minutes of never-before-seen footage. Out now via Amazon Streaming and coming soon to Blu-ray and DVD. You've been warned. This episode of the Nerd Up Podcast made possible in part by Eagle Theater. Visit them online at eagletheater.net and by Classic Hits WTYE. Listen online at WTYEFM.com and made possible by proud supporters just like you. Hey, you at home, thanks for tuning in. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. What kind of stupid show is this? This is stupid. It's not stupid. It's not stupid. We are two wild and crazy guys. This is not that kind of show. There is nothing more entertaining. Oh, oh, that show. You ready to do this? I'm ready. Showtime. Now, come on, baby, tell me who's the nerd. It's time for the Nerd Up Podcast, and here's your pod host, Guilty Wilson. Nerd Up! Welcome to another episode of the Nerd Up Podcast. I'm, uh, well, I'm one of your hosts, Guilty Wilson, along with you. Tony Collins. Yeah, you're the other host. I'm the other host. Yeah. All right. (laughs) And uh, we're here to talk nerdy with you, and let me tell you, it's been a little bit. We've uh, had some hiatus, but hey. You know, well, we're well, you know, Omicron doing its thing. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was the worst two weeks of my life. I just want people to know that it's the worst two weeks of my life and it could be the worst two weeks of yours. So yeah, do what you got to do to stay away from it. I really only had one week where I felt really bad. Now, mm-hmm. the biggest issue that I've had is I sound like I'm going through puberty. Uh, for some reason, Omicron knocked me back to when I was 13. And my voice keeps doing this. I feel like uh, I feel like Morty. Do you have uh, Oh, jeez, Rick. Do you have hair grown, growing in funny places now? Well, yeah, but that's just cuz I'm getting older. Oh, yeah. and it's sliding off the top of my head down to my back and out my ears. Yeah, I noticed this morning I got ear hair growing out my ears. I'm like, that's just not right. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't Omicron related, so. Oh, but anyway, we're healed up, we're ready to go and we're ready to talk nerdy. In fact, uh, before we get too far far fur, get too fur into this. Get too fur along. <laughs> We're get, we we got to uh, talk about an upcoming episode of the Nerd Up Podcast that I'm kind of looking forward to. We're interviewing uh, an author, Kelly Weil. She wrote a book called Off the Edge, Flat Earthers, Conspiracy Culture, and Why People Will Believe Anything. And I thought this was like, I mean, I've been nerding out on why the heck people are so easily influenced. Well, and I love the idea that... <laughs> the concept of Earth being flat has coming back around, <laughs> right, so yeah, to speak. Yeah, thought it, we it's ruled come that full out. Circle. And... <laughs> yeah. It's 
spherical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought we ruled that out back when science took over. <laughs> right. <laughs> and now, again, people are like, I mean, it's 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 nuts. Not as much here last couple of years because we've had other things to deal right. with, I guess. Yeah, global pandemic uh, <laughs> you know. Global pandemic tends to shut up the, the other people. Yeah, but. for a little bit. But it, it's going to come back. But she's, ri- she's written this book about how these people are, are, you know, how people believe anything. And I'm very curious to see what she's got to say. And, I'm, and she's... I can't wait to read the book now because yeah. I'm just curious. It's like, how can people fall for this? Flat Earth is just not now, a thing. You know, having said that, <laughs> I myself mm-hmm. have never gone high enough into the atmosphere <laughs> to see the curvature of the Earth. Okay. I just have to take the professional's word for it. <laughs> I've been high enough, but I was too busy listening <laughs> to Pink Floyd at the time. So. <laughs> yeah, that's an entirely different curvature, oh, my friend. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> so, but yeah, and I mean, but then again, you see, here's the thing. I was in the Navy. I sailed around the world. <laughs> we went. I never saw any ice wall. You never, you never, <laughs> never saw fell the off, ice wall? Nope, never fell off the yeah. edge, nothing. No. And here's the way also my theory is that if it were a flat earth, with all the cats we have here, shit would be going off the side all right. the time. You Somebody know. to knock something off of somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh. Well, that's... I prefer to, I'm more of a, I subscribe to the hollow earth camp. Yeah. I think that in my head, if I was going to be that guy, (laughs) hollow earth sounds somehow more plausible than Than flat flat. earth. Yeah. Well, I mean. And uh, and does that mean that the rest of the planets are flat or do flat earthers believe that earth is the only only one that's flat? It's only earth. Yeah. If you look at the rest of them are spheres. Because you can see the others in telescope. You can't see earth. Well, and I'm I'm excited because the, uh, you know. Flat earthers like to gather supporters from around the globe. <laughs> that's for sure. That's for sure. Well, uh, I know one thing that's going to really be uh, a topic is I'm, I'm going to ask what they think, because I've never really looked into it, but flat earthers believe the earth is flat. Well, what's in the bottom? You know, there's got to be, is, uh, is there a giant turtle <laughs> on top of a, wait, elephants on top of that. I'm a, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know, but I, I'm going to ask. We'll find out. But, yeah, so that's going to be coming up. At a, actually, we're going to interview her sometime around the latter part of February, the latter part of this month, and uh, then we'll get that podcast up. But I, I'm looking forward to it. But now, let's talk about nerdy stuff from now. And, uh, I'm, I'm, by the way, I'm ignoring that phone call from Jenny, so just right. let you know. <laughs> you saw the phone ringing. <laughs> it's not important. Uh, anyway, um, so I guess really the foremost thing that we should jump into is Mandalorian or Book of Boba Fett. Right, the Book of Boba Fett, which has quickly become Mandalorian Season 3, which I am not hating at all. One thing I have decided, I know you and I agree on this as we've talked, is whoever is in charge of the Star Wars series for uh, uh, Disney Mm -hmm. needs to be put in charge of Star Wars, period. Give John Favreau and... uh, Was it Polini? Yeah. Polini? I forget his name. (laughs) Just let them do all of Star Wars. Yes, yes. Because they are killing it. I really enjoyed the first couple of seasons of The Mandalorian. Oh, yeah. I enjoyed the first part of the Book of Boba, Mm -hmm. and then the last couple of episodes (laughs) have been very Mandalorian-centric. Very much. Uh, You know, uh, Boba Fett has had more of a cameo sort of (laughs) thing the last couple of episodes, but... Thoroughly enjoyed it. And yeah. one of the things I've really enjoyed is how they're able to uh, weave in characters from 
all of the rest, or oh. canon from all of the rest of the Star Wars stuff. All the Star Wars. The extended universe, the video games, uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the animated series. Comic books. Yeah. Well, that one thing, that's one thing uh, uh, I just find. Uh, first of all, I'm not a huge Star Wars fan. I liked the series. You know, I didn't fun. think I was. Yeah, right? <laughs> and now, here recently, I, I, was, I, I said on the previous podcast, I was listening to the audiobook Thrawn by Timothy Zahn. Great book, great stuff. And I, when I, as I was li- reading this, I heard a lot of praise about the book. That's why I picked it up in the first place. I'm like, all right, I, I like a good sci-fi novel. Why not? And then they started mentioning, well, I thought, well I'm going to go back and find when he made his first appearance in Star Wars, which was during, um, um, I think, were the Clone Wars or maybe the Rebels. Anyway, one of the animated series. And I thought, I want to go back and watch it. So I did. And I'm got, I, I watched a couple episodes just so I could see Thrawn and see what he actually physically looked like rather than just the audiobook description. And... I got hooked. I'm like, these are pretty cool. And now Mandalorian Boba Fett, Manda Fett, anyway. Manda Fett, Fettalorian. <laughs> Fettalorian. <laughs> Bobalorian. Fettalorian sounds like a dish in an Italian restaurant. It does. What about a Bobalorian? Bobalorian. <laughs> that sounds like somebody. Sounds uh, like a Howard Stern sidekick. <laughs> yeah. Bobalorian. Anyway, yeah. And and uh, uh, but with this, I've been they've been tying in everything from the animation. Like just the one most recent one I saw, they had uh, Cade something. I forget the bounty hunter guy. With the blue skin and the red eyes, much like Thrawn, by the way, but yeah. different. Uh, anyway, um, they they had him, and when he what showed up, Cad Cad Bane, Cad Bane, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 Cad, I was saying Cade Ban. Anyway, anyway, Cad, Cad Bane. Um, they showed him, and I'm like, oh, I just saw him. <laughs> he was in one of those animated episodes I watched. That is cool. And then and then left and right, I mean, they're showing people from the animated series and the Wookiee from the comic books. Right, the Wookiee from the comic books, who, by the way, is uh, just a badass character, right. so fully supporting that. I was happy to see that he wasn't just a one-off, that they're right. bringing him back. He's part of... Uh, he's part of Boba's crew now, which yeah, the, is very cool. The muscle they needed. Yeah, the muscle, part of the muscle they needed. And- mm-hmm. Which, yeah, and then it's just turning, I mean, we got Luke Skywalker, young Luke Skywalker. You know, that brings in the old movies. Uh, they're doing it right. Yeah, they're and, doing a fantastic job. And you and I, basically, it's come down to the, the fact that basically Star Wars is best represented as a Western. Yeah, it really <laughs> seems to be. You know? you know, they have done some very cool stuff. Well... You know, uh, what is it? Uh, Mandalorian was very much lone wolf and cub mm-hmm. kind of yeah kind of thing, and the last couple of episodes of I mean, you had uh, a high Book noon Boba, shootout. Yeah, <laughs> literally had a quick draw standoff in a dusty street. Uh-huh. It was it was pretty spectacular. So I mean, it, and I think that's that's perfect. It's making the uh, Western storytelling. Bringing it, I mean, the spaghetti Western tor- storytelling, yeah. too. Yeah, uh, I kept waiting for the wah, 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 yeah. wah, wah, wah. <laughs> And then uh, someone flicks over their poncho, and there's, you know, yeah, pretty much they did that, though. Yeah, that was basically <laughs> Cad it. Bane just flipped his uh, duster to the side, and uh-huh. there's a the gun. But yeah, and it, I don't know, they're doing it right. God bless John Favreau. <laughs> well, that's I've decided I would just go watch John Favreau play with his toys. Right. I just go like, how cool would it have been to be his friend when he was little? You know, he probably had all he of the best toys, them, and yeah. he knew how to play with them. And so, uh, you know, it, it's awesome. Uh, everything that I can't right now think of a thing that he has done recently that mm-hmm. I haven't just went. That's that was awesome. Right. May not have been my cup of tea, but I certainly see what they were doing. You know, he was in charge of the live action air quotes remake of a Lion King. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it worked. It was really cool. 
I'm OG. I love the animated Lion King. Right. I don't see that we needed a live action Lion King, but what he did was spectacular. I never saw it, so. You know, uh, he's <laughs> the reason that we have our Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. Yeah, that's you for know? sure. And, I mean, and he's, done, he's done Marvel great. Now he's doing Disney great. I mean, again, he should be in charge of everything. It's, it's, yeah. it's the John Favreau network. <laughs> yeah, John Favreau and. Uh, is it Dave Filoni? That sounds familiar. I'm sad I, I that, that I can't was remember. The, the producer and, and of the most recent episode of uh, Book of Boba, I think. Mm. And uh, oh, Robert good. Rodriguez directed yes. an episode, and it was awesome to see Danny Trejo yes. in that episode <laughs> yes. as the Rancor trainer, which is cool. <laughs> That's the thing I appreciate is the the Book of Boba is deepening the mythology. Mm-hmm. Of a lot of these characters, the backstory yeah. of a lot of these characters and creatures that we've seen, even in the first original trilogy of movies that George Lucas put out, you know, we saw the Rancor, but it was a bit character got killed by Luke. And and, and if Spoilers. you ask me, yeah, yeah. And if you ask me, very badly claymationed or whatever yeah, they did with it at the time, very badly claymationed <laughs> at the time. But I remember thinking, even when I saw that, you know the. Because the trainer is devastated yeah. by the loss of the Rancor. And I'm going, well, that seems odd. Right. And then in the, the Book of Boba, we learn that Rancors are very uh, emotional and they connect very strongly to their human The first human they see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And I love the fact, wow. Boba, I want to write it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yes, we do. We want to see you write it. Well, and, and then uh, Boba Fett talking about uh, he wanted to write it and it wouldn't have been the largest thing that he'd ever written as a callback to the animated series, yes. the animated part of the the holiday special. Holiday special. Yeah. Actually on Disney plus that, that animated short, they put it all, all the little, cause it was like little bits and pieces throughout. Uh-huh. They got them all together. You can watch the whole thing. Oh, nice. I saw that last night and I'm like, I might have to watch that. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's uh, yeah. I mean, they're, they're, he's re- referring back to old things and they're actually, Giving a, a, a mythos to each one of the items that were or characters that were just kind you of talk vaguely about, mentioned. Uh, you know, even as something as as relatively benign as uh, the the what's the stick the stick that uh, Boba has. Oh, from, from the, the Tuscan yeah. Tuscan Raider. I can't remember the, the name of it, but yeah, Bantha stick. Yeah, that, the, that's a, is it, is it right? No, because no? the banthas are the are they, big things that they ride. Well, don't they need a stick to ride them? <laughs> I, <guess. laughs> I can never remember what the hell that thing's Again, called. we're not Star Wars fans until but, recently. <laughs> but yeah, I love that there's a whole mythology behind those. Yeah. You know, in the in, in the movie with uh, the one of the original movies, we see the Tusken Raiders have it, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. doesn't mean anything it's just the stick that they carry yeah and they Little wave in the air at one there point is, there is this deep spiritual journey that they have to undergo to get yeah their stick yeah and it's and then they're they're bringing this stuff in and it's like just basically they're explaining all the stuff that were side characters i think you know yeah. they're saying okay well here's the reason you saw him and here's the reason this happens well and <laughs> yeah and uh in, in that in that same movie where Obi-Wan comes across and he scares away the sand people because they're about to do Luke in. Mm -hmm. And he makes this high-pitched screeching noise that really didn't mean anything to me until the, the one of the episodes of book of Boba, where you learn that it's the sound of like the sandworm. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Whatever the thing that they're not ripping off from Dune. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> what? The rip it up? What? <laughs> Again, the Death Star is made of dunium, by the way. Just the so Death you know, Star is made of dunium. It really is, uh, according and, to the Book of Thrawn. And spice <laughs> yes. is playing a major part in... And it's glittery spice, like in the recent movie, Dune. It's freaking glittery spice, dude. <laughs> when he opened up that case like, and just let the wind blow, I'm like, hey, there's glitter in... Oh... <laughs> Those guys are stealing more, but that's okay now. <laughs> yep. I'm just waiting for the Dune Star Wars crossover. Right. <laughs> that piece of mythos that ties the two together. It can be done. It can be done. So. <laughs> but yeah, there's, I mean, again, we just can't say enough about and And again, we've got Boba Fett right now. we got an ep, uh, another season of Mandalorian coming up pretty soon, too. So it's just going to continue. And again, with the launch of Disney+, Plus, when I first said it, I'm like, oh, God, the mouse is ruling the world. Well, Dang yeah, it! If I'm not watching every single thing right, I do, the mouse owns everything I love, and it's just spoon feeding it. To <laughs> right, me. and so yeah, I remember they're getting ready to come out with the series Moon Knight. Yeah, which... I have I have drank the Kool Aid. Yeah, you know I I am all in. Yeah, oh the the lineup of Marvel stuff yeah. that we've got on the horizon looks pretty spectacular. Coming off the heels of a Spider Man No Way Home, mm. and we've got Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, and Moon Knight coming up, and you know, the promise of Blade and yeah. the rumors of uh, uh, Punisher coming back yeah. into the MCU, the the all kinds of very cool stuff. And, and again, maybe the mouse owns it all, but they know what we like. I mean, That's it. again, like I say, we I was not a Star Wars. I, I liked it. Don't get me wrong. I liked it. I went because of sci-fi, but it wasn't one of those I was deeply into like some people are. Right. Now I'm like, well, I might it, be. <laughs> and I come to find out, I... I'm apparently a larger Star Wars fan and more steeped in the mythology than I was giving myself credit for. Because mm-hmm. my son and I are watching the Book of Boba and Mandalorian together, and I'm catching all of the thing. I mean, we're talking about it. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, hey, wasn't that? Yeah, that's from this video game. And <laughs> that's a reference to that. Over- oh, all right. <laughs> so you know. They're like, oh, I guess I do know more. So I- I'm Gaffy Stick. Gaffy, okay. It's a gaffy stick. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, didn't mean to shout that at everybody. Well, I saw it come from the back of your brain, and, and <laughs> like, then it came out of your mouth out loud. To, I had to dig through some <laughs> residue. And... Well, I was, normally, I was like, I, I, as soon as you said that that loudly, I looked over. I was like, well, where's your phone? You didn't look that up. What's yeah, up? no. Oh, that's just, why. Yeah. <laughs> it came belting out. Yeah. But yeah, okay, and then now the Now the little guy in my head's been thumbing through the filing cabinet ever since we started going, what the hell is that called? What the hell is that? It's a gaffy stick. That's it. <laughs> yeah, they ran that up to yeah. central operator. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and that's the, that's the thing about it. It's like one of the things with Star Wars is like never really had a mythos to them. There, you know, there weren't Star Wars books. Whereas Dune, there's like series of books and then Dune. Whereas, uh, uh, I mean, a lot of sci-fi, there's a book behind it. Star Wars is just written by George Lucas where he stole from other books. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, did I say that? It was alone? inspired by. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. But uh, you know, there's never really source material where I'm like, well, what is that thing? What is that stick called? I'll go back and read the book and see if I can find out. Right. You couldn't do that. Well, now that's what they're doing is making all these things make sense, and it's working. And that's the thing that makes a good sci-fi. Well, you got I, a good. And background. I love that they're pulling from the the video games and the comic books that we've yeah. talked. You know, we've talked about that previously. Where are these canon? Are these not? Who knows? And making them canon, making at least parts of them canon. Making at least, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and from henceforth, we now know, mm-hmm. thanks to uh, the Book of Boba, that uh, Jawas are hairy. <laughs> and furry, appa- furry, 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 very furry. <laughs> and apparently, uh, 
humanoids can date them <laughs> yes. and have relations with Jawas. <laughs> oh, Amy Sedaris I didn't know that so was great. a thing I needed to know, but I'm <laughs> thrilled you know. that I now know that. <laughs> and I love the throwaway line that she had in like, very furry. Very furry. <laughs> Very free. Hmm. I just want to know what kind of. And then a little Jawa hit on her. Yeah. No, I'm just, I'm in a place where I'm working on me right now. Yeah. Oh, just little things. Just the little. And the fact that he's got uh, Queen Amidala's ship, you know. Or at the very least, one of her Royal Guard ships. Yeah. I'm laying money that it's at least the one that Anakin, as a little kid, spun around and shot a bunch of droids with before escaping. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. And then, okay, and they got the pod race route. And I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, I mean, Favreau, keep doing it, dude. We yeah. we love you. <laughs> so apparently, I'm I'm a bigger Star Wars fan than I gave yeah. myself credit for. <laughs> and and and. Well, I'm happy to be. <laughs> Before, I was like, no, nah, Star Trek. No, forget you guys. Yeah. Now, it's like, I'll take them both. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> There's room. And and, and now, uh, with the latest Spider-Man, Favreau once again, you know, said, you know, here's what we're going to do with the Marvel Universe. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, I don't know how much of a hand he had, actually, in determining some yeah, of this I don't stuff. Know if, I don't know if Favreau does the... I mean, obviously, he's Happy Hogan, so right, he's, right. he's part of it at but, the very least. But that's kind of what the Spider-Man movie did was the same kind of a retcon on some of the issues that, you know, now they're canon, that now yeah. let's, let's start, what, is, what they're doing with Star Wars. So, again, I don't know how much he had to do with it, but some influence, I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> if not, they were watching Boba Fett and Mandalorian. So, all right. So, we've harped on that quite a bit. What else we got to talk about? There's nerdy things going on all over. Well, I'll tell you what. There's a lot of fun <laughs> stuff. I know uh, it took me a minute or two uh, of listening to you talk about how spectacular John Cena in his tidy whities is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I finally uh, broke down over the, this past weekend and binged watched all of the available episodes of Peacemaker. <laughs> well, and before we go any further on that, I got to explain to people. I was sitting here every time I'd watch an episode. I come in here into the studios and say, hey, "Tony, have you seen this? No, you got to watch it." The whole time he's like, "That's not something I want to watch. Why are you bugging me?" <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, honestly, I enjoyed the Suicide Squad movie, but Peacemaker was probably one of my least favorite characters <laughs> and then i come in but it's funny it's funnier than hell and, and it's got some great rock music and it's got some killer great hair metal 80s hair metal just making a comeback and maybe that's why the mullet's making a comeback yeah maybe <laughs> but so all right so peacemaker i kind of again i wouldn't shut up about it until you finally watched it so <laughs> what did you think i i've i've enjoyed it uh you know again i went into it with it's a Saturday. I don't have anything else going on. Let's just cleave off a couple of episodes and see where we are. <laughs> see if I can get Gil to shut up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you watch the first one and you go, damn it. I got to watch the second one. So, yeah, before you knew it, I was wasted five hours on a Saturday or whatever. And, you know. It's, and, and, well, the nice thing about it is, like, this is a very minor character, you know, in the whole DC universe. Right. I mean, realistically, there's, you know, it's not a Batman. But... Again, like uh, uh, well, like Disney's doing, you know, with the the Star Wars. Maybe DC's trying to do that with you know, get all these little characters thrown in there. But Peacemaker again, I didn't think is going to be something big. But my gosh, I can't stop laughing when I watch that show. Plus, it's got some cool fight scenes and stuff. It does. It's got some cool action sequences, and they uh, make reference to the rest of the oh, DCEU, yeah. which is awesome. Especially Batman. 
when they talk about the uh, the whole Batman, uh, why he doesn't you know kill his enemies. Right. Yeah. The the neighbor giving Peacemaker hell because he doesn't have a he doesn't have a rogues gallery of villains. And, mm-hmm. But Batman does. Well, that's because Batman's too much of a pussy to put him down. I put him down. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh yeah, that's exactly uh, why. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but I mean, there's and the I mean they got little things throughout, but at the same time you can tell it's a superhero movie because. I don't know what the deal is with the butterflies they're going after because, well, you know, <laughs> I have kind of not watched it a couple because I lost my HBO Max. Yeah. Budgeting. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to. So gonna... now I get to come in and go, oh, dude, you won't believe. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> but with the, the from what I've seen with of the series, and again, I think there's only a couple few more episodes left, but uh, uh, they, they just, they take a superhero that wants to be a superhero, is actually a villain that wants to be a superhero, and they're turning him into a superhero. Right. And and it's well, and again, it's all about building that backstory and mm-hmm. why should I give a shit about who Peacemaker is? <laughs> yeah. And this series is slowly showing me me. Yeah. yeah. As a guy who, eh, you know, John Cena's funny and he's got great comedic timing, but yeah. and but, he's got great tidy whities <laughs> He does. He has. He's. <laughs> Spends an inordinate amount of time in his tidy whities, by the way. I think they were just running with that joke from the movie. And I think so. And it was like, well, we got this. But uh, him dancing and the hair metal. And, and, and that's the thing. When I first heard it, it sounded like, oh, generic 80s. And then you're like, wait, no, that voice sounds familiar. These are actually legit bands. Yeah. You know, the choir boys. And it's like, no, they're, they were actually yeah, bands. Yeah, Faster Pussycat, <laughs> yeah, Cinderella. And, yeah. You know, they, they reference some... Some deep cuts, <laughs> yeah. hair metal from the eighties. Yeah, and and so they're bringing in us good soundtrack. In fact, I love looking it up. Okay, who was the who was this band? I love looking at the soundtrack for each episode, and and, and uh, telling a good story. And John Cena, I just think is going to be the next Dwayne Johnson when it comes to acting. <laughs> My got... wife is going oh, <laughs> no. As far as she's concerned, Dwayne Johnson is the single greatest actor ever put on the planet. Well, you know, we won't fault her for that. I mean, yeah. She is married to you, so. Yeah. So you're more like The Rock than John Cena, I guess. <laughs> no, no, no. But, uh, you know, I think he's 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 coming out as as a great actor. I mean, you know, before it's like, oh, that's John Cena. It's going to be, all right, it's funny. Okay, right. yeah. But now it's like, no, no, he's doing this. Yeah, he seems to have some legit chops. Yeah, so. and when we're buying it. And so that that's that's another series that's just hey, keep it going. We'll take them. Uh things like as long as you keep them that good, we'll keep watching them. And so DC if they can keep going that good, we're good. I mean, we've already seen Marvel, they can kill it, you know. Right. <laughs> we want DC to start catching up. And this one is kind of I mean, Suicide Squad too. I mean, they're kind of getting that point where it's like I enjoy watching these movies now. Right. So whereas before it's like Well, and I think they stopped taking themselves left? so seriously. Yeah, yeah. They stop being so damn dark and, you know. <laughs> Although the new Batman movie uh might be a little dark. Three hours worth. <laughs> Three Robert hours Pattinson as Batman. I, I'm here for it. I, I'll, I'll watch, watch it. it. Yeah. And, I, 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 and it's cool. I think Batman is one of those characters that you can do different things with. Yeah. You know. Well, in the comics, they've got different aspects of Batman. I mean, Batman started out in the 40s. I mean, well, and let's face it, the Adam West Batman was brightly colored and <laughs> yes. goofy and cartoony as you could get. Yep. In live action. Yep. You know. And and that didn't even holy shark repellent Batman. <laughs> and that wasn't even an adequate representation of Batman, really. So right. It's like okay, we'll take it though. But yeah, if they can keep doing stuff like that, we'll be good. Now, what is the next DC besides the Batman? Isn't there another DC movie? Is there? Oh, the Flash. That's it. Flashpoint. 
Yeah, the yeah. Flash movie's coming out, and they're doing a, a take on the Flashpoint paradox, and that's basically how they're going to soft reboot the DCEU. That's what, yeah. As I understand it, they're keeping Jason Momoa's Aquaman and Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman, basically the things about the DCEU that seem to work. Right. <laughs> And Shazam. Shazam's sticking around because yeah. Dwayne Johnson's Black Adam is coming up. Which I'm looking forward to that because I I, I, I've a, I was a huge fan of the Marvel family. There's I mean, there's a whole Marvel family there. You know, uh, Captain Marvel, Mary Marvel, Ms. Marvel. Uh, I mean, well, no, wait, that's Marvel. <laughs> DC version. But again, copyrights, they have to now call it Shazam. But uh, So I don't know if they're going to have his whole family. Oh, they even had the tiger in... In uh, the Shazam movie, they referenced it, and that was one of the things in the comics. It was a very childlike, whenever they brought the whole family together. It was a very childlike comic. But Terry Tiger, is that his name? I can't remember. <laughs> but he was, a, he was a superhero, too. And if they can play with those little characters that are in there, we can have some fun. But Black Adam, um, when I heard they had The Rock, I'm like, okay, they got the body type for sure. Well, and I, I got the impression that this is something Dwayne Johnson's been pushing for for years. And he's been attached to the project for a yeah. long time. And this is something he's wanted to do. And he's finally getting a chance to. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's been years that he's been doing different promotions. They showed him in a costume a few years ago, and uh, or at least Photoshop, maybe, if whatever. But it still, it looks good. And the thing is, Black Adam is a darker character right he's an anti-hero yeah and so it's like and actually he starts out as a villain and i i've never seen uh the rock in a serious uh movie you know so i think this is gonna be the chance to see well, how I'd he like can do to see him play a villain yeah i don't know that he's ever played just a, a villain yeah you know you think he's gonna do the eyebrow I'm sure at some point it will happen. Black Adam eyebrow. Yeah, I think he has to. That's going to be weird, but again, this is a, this is going to be a test for him on that aspect. But I think it'll work if they do it right. Um, so DC might be picking up the pace. Yeah, saying hey, we got to catch up with the Marvel universe. And, uh, and speaking of the Marvel universe, the Doctor Strange movie is going to be theoretically. I mean, we've already seen the Spider Man where they bring in everything from the past. Now. Multiverse of Madness, anything goes. And they've launched that with the Spider-Man movie, uh, No Way Home. Now, Doctor Strange is like, you can do anything now. Well, <laughs> It'll and I happen. have heard the rumor on the interwebs be <laughs> that Tom Cruise is actually going to yeah, be in Multiverse and, Mad uh, Multiverse and Madness playing Tony Stark. I heard that. <laughs> which is actually who uh, Marvel and Disney wanted to cast as Tony Stark originally. Mm -hmm. And Favreau said, no, 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 we got to get RDJ. Robert Downey Jr. Is, yeah. is the guy. I think he's the character. So that'll be fun. That'll be interesting. I mean, and again, with the multiverse, the, you, anything goes. Right. You can do it, and it can be a one-off for this movie, and you never have to revisit it. Yeah. We don't have to... No, Robert Downey Jr. is always going to be Iron Man. <laughs> yeah. No, it's like, I can see Tom Cruise doing it. It'd be yeah. cool. It'd be a little shorter, but, you know, yeah. we'll live with it. And and then, then again, they could bring in mutants. They could bring, I mean, again, the uh, the rumors on the interwebs are crazy with some of the stuff <laughs> happening. I'm like, yeah, I don't know if they can squeeze that into an hour and a half, two hour movie or three hour movie. <laughs> well, <laughs> and yeah, I mean, a dead. this is theoretically how Deadpool gets in the MCU proper. Yeah, I heard that too. Yeah. You know, so. so. We'll see what I'm happens. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, it's I'm, Again, great time to be a nerd. Great, it is. Great time to yeah. be a fan because I, I don't think we could have done – they tried doing superhero movies in the past. There were some successes. There were some huge failures, though. Yeah. And now – Well, that's, uh, you know, 
89's Michael Michael Keaton's Batman from 1989. That was awesome. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed it. Uh, I enjoyed Michael Keaton's uh, second Batman movie. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Then, uh, was it Joel Schumacher got a hold of it, and it kind of went wonky after that. Was it Val Kilmer, the first uh, non (laughs) non, uh, Yeah, it went Keaton, (laughs) Keaton, Kilmer, Clooney, I believe. Ooh. They stayed with alliteration at least, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the key, the Val Kilmer one was like, yeah, no, I'm mean, nothing against Val Kilmer, but the script just wasn't there for it. Yeah. Uh, Clooney, Clooney was a great Bruce Wayne. I thought he was a perfect Bruce Wayne. Yeah, he was a great Bruce Wayne. And the Batman is okay, yeah. but yeah, and so well, and I was a big fan of the Blade movies. Oh, well, I was a big fan of the first Blade movie. The second and third one were, yeah. Okay. Well, Deadpool was in one of those. The third yeah. one, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. Yeah. No, it's just Ryan. Ryan Reynolds was in one of them. Yeah. I mean, it's always going to be Wade Wilson doing something. So. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah. And then there's rumors of that, thanks to, uh, what was that, Eternals? Uh-huh. Uh, there's rumors of uh, Blade, because we heard the voice of... Yeah, we heard Mahershala Mah- Ali's voice, yeah. and he's been cast as the new Blade. So, so we got, I mean, we're going to have some good times. about that. We're going to... I mean, I'm Who even... Was, oh, I'd, I'd heard that... Uh, the the guy who plays uh, in Walking Dead, he rides the motorcycle. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, Norman Reedus. Norman Reedus. I've heard that he's been perhaps cast as the new Ghost Rider. I heard. I saw something for, about that uh, for uh, the Marvel universe. I'm hoping because he's he's a he's already a biker, well known biker. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be kind of cool. So as long as they don't make him the Robbie Reyes Ghost Rider, the race car driver. Right. It's got to be a motorcycle with a Ghost Rider, if you ask me. And or I a horse. No, I got no problem with, uh, you know, a multiverse of madness situation where you get Nick Cage back. And and, and Sam Elliott and Sam. as the <sighs> as the horseback. <laughs> Completely not related to the nerd sphere, so to speak. <laughs> but can we talk about Sam Elliott? Uh, 1883. 1883 on the Paramount Network. Uh, yes. My wife and I have been watching it. I uh, haven't watched a single episode of Yellowstone. Right. I have no idea how 1883 ties into Yellowstone at all. But I've really enjoyed 1883, and part of what I've enjoyed has been Sam Elliott. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he looks like the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> but Sam Elliott's about 100. <laughs> but he's still got the chops, though. I mean, it's like that's the one skill that he'll never get rid of. I, 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 yeah, so. he's got it. I mean, his voice is, is that, epic. That's all you need right there is the and voice. And he really is a very good actor. And he, yeah. he, does, he plays a great role in 1883. Kind of a slightly unhinged badass with a heart of gold. Is, yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. And, and I've been really impressed by how great Tim McGraw is and Faith right? Hill is. And, right? It's like, those are country singers. What are they doing? <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, wait, they're actually good. Yeah, and Sam Elliott, I think one of the things, when I first, my wife started watching, because she watched Yellowstone, and she started watching that, and I'm like, eh, I'm not that much interested. I'm not into that kind of drama-type shows. Well, this one, and I'm not normally n- interested in Westerns, but thanks to Mandalorian, I think otherwise. <laughs> but this one, I was like, all right. So I'd watch it while she's watching it. and uh, um, But every time Sam Elliott would, stop, would talk, I would just stop what I was doing and just like, I'm 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 stuck. I want to watch Sam Elliott. And there are times whenever he uh would like say something like he's a badass like no that has not happened in this and it's like okay, you know, I'm you you say it, I'm going to believe it. And then there's times where he can deliver the like, most heartfelt speech like when that girl's boyfriend died. Yeah. It's like you broke my heart, Sam Elliott. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like he's got it. <laughs> but yeah, and that, yeah, how's how how is it that we fall into Something that's so non-nerdy like that, and fall in love with it as much as we do with any nerdy thing. <laughs> well, and I think I think uh, you know, uh, it, it's uh, there. It's fandom. 
Yeah. Anything that you can be fandom of is, you know, uh, it, Expanse. I've thoroughly oh. enjoyed, uh, you know, I've enjoyed the run of Expanse uh, and am watching the what is to be the final season of mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. on Amazon. Mm-hmm. And it's been pretty cool. And that, see, that one right there. Okay, let's talk about The Expanse for a little bit. Okay, so The Expanse was just basically a great series of books. I have not read them, but I've heard nothing but praise for the books. Then all of a sudden, Amazon says, yeah, we're going to do uh, this series. And all right, I'm, it's sci-fi. I'll definitely watch it. <laughs> and uh, we, <laughs> Tony sits down, and he's like way low. <laughs> now he's like, the, he's like the two-year-old at the kids' table at Thanksgiving. So <laughs> anyway, uh, just so I give you a picture of the podcast right. here. Uh, but anyway, uh, it's, it's just, I don't know. It's the, 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 the premise of The Expanse is in the future where Mars is colonized, uh, we've got people out on the outer belt mining the asteroids, and we've got Earth. And all of a sudden, there's a civil war, if you will, between the three. And it's like, that's a great premise. And, well, and I appreciate the, span, the expanse because it is absolutely science-based science fiction. Yeah, yeah. And they have gone to great lengths to do things and create a world that actually exists within the realm of mm-hmm. real science. Yeah. How things actually would work. In space. Yeah, and until like the second or third season, they don't even leave our solar system. Right. You know, it's like all within traveling distance, basically. Uh-huh. And there's no warp speed. You can't There's no light warp speed. speed. There's no inertial dampeners. There's <laughs> yeah. no, you know. Yeah, and it's just amazing. It's, uh, I, I, I like that, the fact, like you said, they're using real science. Well, it makes me feel a little bit like a smarter geek. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because, I, you know, I'm here for Star Trek and the inertial dampeners and whatever flux capacitor <laughs> warp widget that they need, you know, dilithium crystals, yeah, the made up words, the science yeah. jargon that they spew forth. But in the expanse, they're doing it, uh, you know, real legit. I mean, all their guns are, are well, not all, but there's there have rail guns. that actually shoot like projectiles, you know, like a gun does now. Uh, they have some sort of laser, but it's not, I don't see, they don't seem to use it as much right. as in anything else. And then, of course, we've got the proto-molecule, which created this way to travel to other universes. Now, that I would love to have seen explored. I would, that's why I wish this season was not the last. Right. <laughs> I well, see. I'm hoping perhaps, oh, you've, you've actually watched all of it, yeah. haven't you? Yeah. So you're done. So you know how it ends. Yeah. <laughs> it leaves you hanging, <sighs> dude. It, it, you're going to be mad. All right. <laughs> It, it leaves you hanging, and I'm not going to spoil it at all. But I will tell you that you're just left <laughs> yeah, hanging. I'm going to be frustrated. Yeah, awesome. Going, Where's the rest? <laughs> Great. Now I actually have to read the books. Damn it. <laughs> we'll get the audio books for you a little oh, bit okay. easier. All right. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and that's another series that I mean, again, I would not have normally. I, I heard about the books, and that's about it in passing. Okay, no big deal. Okay, it's another sci-fi books I need to get my hands on eventually sometime. Uh, I've got enough books right now that I didn't need to get to it right now. But when the series came on, I'm like, dang it, where can I get those books now? <laughs> I want those now. Let me go. Okay. I want audio books too, because those are for me the easiest. <laughs> I like regular books too. I got stacks of those, but I want an audio book version of this. Yeah. And I want a full performance with sound effects and everything. <laughs> so basically a little movie in my mind. I like that. <laughs> movie in your mind. I like those. Um, so, yeah, Expanse is another one I highly recommend. They're on the sixth season. Is that what it is? I believe so on Amazon yeah. Prime, yeah. Sixth and final season. And and the seasons are pretty short. Although, uh, again, you, you're going to be frustrated with the season finale or series finale. So I was like, come on. 
No, I want to know more. Anything else that you've watched that uh, has got you all wound up, got you nerding out a bit? (laughs) There were a few, um, but uh, I've forgotten whether we've talked about many of them. Is there anything that I've uh, been bugging you about besides Peacemaker? (laughs) Not that I, not that I. Here, here recently, it's like been Mandalorian, Boba Fett thing. Yeah, Uh, pretty much whatever Disney puts out. You know, yeah, we're we're lapping up like. (gasps) Oh, I did. Run across. This one goes back to the 70s. All right, 77, oh, yeah. 1977. Uh, Star Wars was a big thing, and uh, so TV networks had to say, well, let's see if we can get some more sci-fi on our TV. And uh, back in 1977, the summer of 77, this is, you know, normally others are doing reruns, I believe is ABC, they came up with a series called Quark, and which stars Richard Benjamin, and is written by Buck Henry, who wrote for Saturday Night Live a lot uh, back in the early days. I think he wrote for some John Candy movies as well. But anyway, so thinking there, okay, comedic stuff. And it is. It's a parody of all the sci-fi. And for years I've been looking for it. It's 77. It just was one summer. And I, I remember that summer watching every episode when it came on the air and just laughing and having fun. It was sci-fi. And never found it. Well, I just recently found it on an app called Plex. And I went back and watched the first episode. It holds up with the comedy. I mean, times are different. But one of the characters is a, a transmute. Which means he's male and female both, and I'm like, that's way ahead of its time. Right. Again, not a new concept, not a yeah. new idea, not a new discussion. And and when Star Wars is saying, I mean, Star Trek is saying that they have the first uh, trans people yeah, doing. I'm like, no, you Star- don't. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, even going back earlier episodes of Star Trek, they they did it, but right. even then, other sci-fi's were doing it. But Quark, it's just so funny, and just little half-hour shows. And it's on Plex, and I, I just recently discovered it. In fact, I, I did a search for it, couldn't find it, and on Roku, it says, uh, would you like to add this to your list? And when, if it shows up, you know, they'll notify you. And I'll never forget when I turned on the TV, it said, Quark is now available for free on Plex. I'm like, oh, oh. Sweet. I stopped everything I was doing, found it, and, and my wife was like, this is dumb. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, but it's my dumb. Right. <laughs> and I like it. Well, see, that's... Part of the problem or the wonderful thing about all of the streaming apps mm-hmm. is I'm not watching anything new yeah. necessarily. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going back and, you know, like my wife and I have binge watched all of Big Bang Theory. We've binge watched all of Friends. We've binge watched Mike and Molly. We've been watch, uh, binge watched uh, the sitcom Mom. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, so we're not watching 1883 is the newest thing we're watching and, and boba fett so. and Bo- well logan my son and i are watching it okay yeah. my wife only came in the room the last episode when i said oh cool there's grogu and then she came <laughs> right into the room she's there for yo she's there for baby yoda but, but yeah you know it's a good point because i recently binge watched with my wife lost uh-huh and it's like we're not watching that much new together we're just trying to find simpler times man. yeah the that's world it wasn't such a cluster <laughs> you know good point good point <laughs> i will say um it's either the news or i'll go watch quark from 1977 well and i don't i don't remember if we talked about it on the last podcast but one of the things that i watched recently my son and i watched is on netflix it's called arcane Oh, yeah, yeah. You were telling me about that. Very cool. If you're looking for something to watch, I highly recommend it. That's an anime, right? Yeah. Okay. Very cool, though. Yeah. That, that, again, I got rid of Netflix, too. So. Jeez. <laughs> I'm budgeting. That's right. All I've got left is my wife still says we need to cut some of these back. <laughs> All I've got is Hulu, Peacock, uh, Paramount Plus. Uh, I've got Amazon. 
and um, well, oh, ha- Apple TV. Isn't which, that the problem? You cut the cord to save on cable bill. Yeah. And then you start getting all of these apps. <laughs> yeah. And you look back and go, well, damn it. <laughs> well, look, have she, I saved anything? When she told me that we're still, you know, we need to cut back on some more. I'm like, all right, let me look at what I said. But oh, they're always your apps. Yeah, always mine. And and I, I said, well, I was thinking about getting rid of Apple TV because they only had foundation that I really was into. And uh, uh, I'm, I could probably cut that one. It's only four ninety nine a month. She goes, yeah. She goes, well, we're spending up to $50 a month. I'm like, yeah, but what were we spending on cable? Way more than that. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, that's all right. I, I still think we're getting by affordably. Yeah. <laughs> But and if then, I were you know, to... if you share the cost of some of those apps with family members, yes. you know. There's the friends and family plan. Yeah. <laughs> Whether they know it or not. <laughs> but no, when you split the cost, even better. I mean, but yeah, I'm st- we're staying under 50. We're good. No, no, you cut anything. It's all good. <laughs> so, and actually, she said, well, Apple TV, I don't care because that comes off of your credit card. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> okay, fine. So, but yeah, I mean, that's the thing though with all these streaming services. Like, if you go to Plex, Tubi TV, uh, Roku channel, even uh, even Pluto, you know, there's there's things on demand on Pluto that it's like I've forgotten all about this. Well, uh, one of the things we watch on Pluto is uh, Two Broke Girls. Oh yeah, yeah, it's free on Pluto, and mm-hmm. you know, uh, I was turning on, I was just thumbing through HBO Max, and uh, Doctor Johnny Fever recently yeah. yep. passed away. Yep. Uh, Howard yeah. Hessman, and I ran across Head of the Class. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which was a series he did back in the 80s. Yeah, after WKRP. After WKRP. Wish, and, I wish you could get it at WKRP. You know, that's... Yeah, WKRP is a complicated beast. Yeah, the music licensing, I think, is that's the biggest thing. That's what kills KRP. Because, I, mean, I, I mean, you can still go to YouTube and catch clips of it. Like there's one where uh, uh, Dr. Johnny Fever's laying there, kind of look like he's snoozing, and he's playing Pink Floyd's Animals album. I'm like, ah, oh, nobody plays that. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, Arthur Carlson walks in and says, <laughs> "Do I do I hear dogs barking?" And yeah. Johnny says, "I certainly do." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not that I've watched KRP. Yeah, have you seen it? But yeah, I think I think the first season of WKRP is about the only one that you can get out there because it was after the first season. That music license, music licensing, mm. became a, a bigger issue. Yeah, and that's the thing when you got a, a TV show based on radio, yeah. you got to have music because yeah. <laughs> they weren't a talk now, station. Now, and I'm not going to lie, I'm curious, and I have never seen the tr- the poorly received one season reboot. Oh, the new WKRP, the new WKRP yeah. starring Tawny Katane. Yeah, I, n- I never saw that. Yeah. I think when Tawny Katane is the biggest uh, star you've got in your show, that might say. And that's before she danced in White Snake's car, yeah. so you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I know. But the one, the original, you got to have that. So, which uh, you know. But yeah, it was fun to go back and, and watch Head of the Class. Mm, is it? And it was it was it was fun. Okay. You know, I haven't watched a bunch of it, but I did watch the first episode and. And that's what's cool about today is on these streaming channels, you can watch any of those old episodes pretty much of anything. Now, I, ran across, I also ran across the, on HBO Max, they have A Different World, which was the spinoff from The Cosby Show. The oh, Cosby okay. kids okay. go away to college, yeah. and, and it's a show surrounded by them. And I asked my wife, can, 
can we watch anything that's, you know, related to Cosby these days? Because <laughs> you can't find the Cosby show anywhere anymore. <laughs> After we found out uh, Bill's a bit of a perv. <laughs> yeah, they kind of cut everything. Actually, on Tubi TV, there's a lot of Cosby. Is there? Yeah. I think, actually, the Cosby show with the, wow. bad, with the 80s sweaters and all. So I think that's on tu- Tubi. One, I know it's on one of them because I'm like, whoa, it's weird to see they have that. So, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I guess, you know what? We live in a great age. Not only is it a great age because... Uh, they're recreating fandom and Star Wars for me, or creating fandom, but also they're doing all sorts of great stuff with the comic books I always loved. Yep. And now also, talking about streaming, we can watch anything we want. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to, my next one, my next adventure will be to find the TV series Manimal. You remember oh, that? Yes. I think it's out there. I think, I think it's available. So. And I want, I, to see, I want to see if it holds up. <laughs> I'm guessing it does not. It barely held up when <laughs> it, it was on. It didn't hold up back then either, so <laughs> there's a reason it's only one season, I think. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I've looked uh, looked for, uh, I think Con TV had it for a while, but the original Spider-Man TV series back in the 70s, <sighs> they had that, and I'm like, I watched a couple episodes, I'm like, yeah, no. <laughs> hey, I grew up with Knight Rider, <laughs> and I went back and tried to watch some of that, and I went, Wow. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, A-Team. I can still watch A-Team. Uh, that, that's one. okay. Yeah. You know, I do have to suspend disbelief. <laughs> uh, I still watch Dukes of Hazard, but. I, I, I tried watching one of those. Cannot and I'm watch, like, mm. You can't watch Knight Rider. <laughs> yeah. I can watch Airwolf. <laughs> I can't watch Knight Rider. <laughs> well, what about David the reboot Has- of Knight Rider? Uh, we watched it when it was on, uh-huh. when it was rebooted, and it was pretty good. Okay. I thought David Hasselhoff became a lousy actor in Baywatch. Turns out <laughs> he's always before... kind of been a shady actor. <laughs> Shh. Uh, in Germany, they love the Hoff. So. Hey, do you think in the Multiverse of Madness they'll bring in uh, his Nick Fury? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, like, I'm kind of here for it. Oh, that would be so cool. <laughs> his Nick Fury, Dolph Lundgren's well, Punisher. Didn't they mention something about his race in the Spider-Man movie, about Nick Fury's race? I want to think that they did. I, I don't know. I don't remember. <sighs> I can't remember. But I'd be, I'd be here for that. They could bring, <laughs> right? bring in Dolph Lundgren's Punisher, Nick, yeah. uh, <laughs> the no. Hoffs, uh, no. Nick Fury. No. <laughs> that would be the multiverse of madness. That'd be the multiverse of insanity. <laughs> Why? Well, no, just just to say it and just to do the fan service. Uh-huh. Just like, oh, yeah, oh, I remember that. That's funny. All right, move on. Yeah. <laughs> don't let him act. Yeah, please, please don't focus on that. <laughs> yeah, don't let him act. We'll be good. So, yeah, and, uh, you know, it's a great age to live in. So I, I'm never going to complain again ever. Yeah. Well, I will. But uh, you know what? Let's, let's, let's bring a close to this. I want to uh, uh, give people one more time a heads up on an upcoming episode. We're going to talk with uh, Kelly Wilde. She wrote a book called Off the Edge. It's about... Um, how people believe anything. It's mainly about flat earthers, uh, but she talks about other conspiracy culture aspects. And we'll be interviewing her coming up pretty soon. So catch that on a future episode. Um, anything you want to tease people on? No, uh, you know, good to, good to, to talk nerdy a little bit. Right. And, you know, we're going to try to get back in the habit of doing this on a more regular basis. If we can get past Omicron, which sounds like a, a Transformer villain. Anyway. I know, right? <laughs> you know, Omicron assemble. Wait, what? Not? What? Yeah. <laughs> so, Autobots. <laughs> we must face our greatest challenge yet, Omicron. <laughs> that does. I mean, if not, it should be now. Yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah, if we can get through that, uh, we can get through. I mean, and the thing is, well, really, and, and you know, we're killing time here uh, at the uh, the radio station, whilst the 
kind of blizzard goes on outside <laughs> yeah. that's Winter smacking storm. Illinois. Yeah, and and like uh, basically we're killing time here because you don't want to get out in this mess and yeah, <laughs> if you don't have yeah, to. I don't want to get out any more than I have to. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so I guess if we have more winter days like this, maybe no, yeah. no, no, <laughs> no, 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 let's no. not do that. <laughs> no. So yeah, we're, we got more podcasts planned and ready to go. And uh, this one was, was, hey, we said, hey, we need to do this because it's been a while, and there are things to talk about. And one more thing before we go, congratulations to friend of the Nerd Up podcast, Jed Bryant. Uh, oh yeah, I understand he is a brand new papa. He's got a little baby named Wyatt for the third or fourth time now the second time is this only a second kid yeah, it's only a okay. second yeah well he so, needed some more extras he, right? yeah he needed extras for the next film he's doing <laughs> and uh <laughs> the next horror film will take place in a kindergarten that's right because <laughs> he got his two kids now so yeah yeah so there's yeah. nothing scarier than having two kids <laughs> absolutely <laughs> at the same time yeah. Uh, so yeah they're uh yeah and uh i mean con- we say congratulations to jed but his wife cassandra is the one that did all the work so we, right you know. we figured jed was involved in five minutes tops <laughs> at the moment yeah. at the most i'm and sure his part generous. of it yeah his part of it was a pleasure so <laughs> <laughs> but yeah congrats and we'll be talking to him he's got uh, more movies planned coming yeah. up so uh in fact there's one i can't say it can't read uh, not until it gets confirmed never mind Ooh. there's a there's a big star I know, I know there's one you're you're hoping that that he can he can pull together <laughs> yeah so. it's a big star we'll put it that big way star. uh so uh bigger than you a little bit <laughs> That's impressive. Ego wise, no. Ah, gotcha. <laughs> Ego wise, I'm the bigger star. <laughs> so, all right, don't forget you can always uh, check out the uh, Nerd Up merchandise at cafepress.com slash Nerd Up Podcast. We've got t shirts, even coffee mugs, and things if you want to support the podcast and wear us all over the place or drink coffee out of us. We're good for that. Absolutely. <laughs> so. Big thanks to Eagle Theater, uh, oh, friend man. of uh, the Nerd Up Podcast as well. They, they allow us to go see the nerdy stuff that we love yeah. and and have uh, impromptu uh, uh, double feature horror movies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, all sorts. Yeah, they let us play. Bless so. her heart. She uh, Kelsey hasn't learned how to tell us no yet. So <laughs> maybe after the last one, she's like, "Yeah, maybe I should uh, say no a little more often." After high on the hog, she might be thinking. <laughs> no, actually, I, I know from what I uh, heard that she enjoyed that. So. I think so. <laughs> so. But yeah, we got we plan on working with the Eagle Theater, Jed Bryan, and all our fa- fans. Uh, in fact, remember Charles De Moisant, the uh, comic book artist and uh, publisher. Uh, he's coming out with a comic book with me. So. I've I've seen some of the early proofs, mm-hmm. so to speak, and uh, that's going to be look pretty cool. It's going to be in the series called Bach- uh, "Haunting Tales of Bachelor Glo- Bachelor's Grove," uh, which he's got like it's a horror comic book, and he's, I think he's doing a six issue run, and he's had three of them out already. And I think I'm going to be in the fourth one. So the sort of an anthology type. Yeah. It was like those old horror comics from back in the day. Right. And, uh, but only he puts color in them rather than just black and white, which is really cool. So that's coming up. We'll talk about him. We'll talk to him more on that when that comes up. I, I mean, everybody that you've heard, we're probably going to have him come back. Absolutely. Because people are doing good things. Well, um, and it's good to know people who know people. Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> if not, just go out and find someone and say, hey, who do you know? All right, right you can exactly. be my friend. <laughs> can we be friends, please? <laughs> Gil, or not, Gil and I are not above it. Not at all. Not at all. So, all right, well, that's going to wrap up this episode of the Nerd Up Podcast. Uh, like we say at the end of every episode, stay, stay nerdy. nerdy. Nerd up.